0: Jarrett Boykin Jr. He played for the Mighty Green Bay Packers, uh, also played for the Carolina Panthers, the Jaguars, also had a stint in the uh, CFL with the Stampeders. Thank you very much for joining us. And what have you been up to this week?
1: No problem, man. Um, Thanks for having me. But this week, um, just getting caught up with recruiting. Uh, A lot of guys coming on campus over these next couple of weeks. So Mm -hmm. a lot of compliance, paperwork, making sure everything's in order for guys to come over and work out and hopefully have an opportunity to get a scholarship to join our university.
0: Yeah. Well, and how's things going with, you know, obviously COVID being a thing now over the last two years, how has Wingate handled that, um, you know, with isolations or quarantines or anything like that?
1: Um. Obviously, it had its different ups and downs. I mean, we follow a, a very strict protocol. Uh, we've been doing a great job with it. That's good. Last year, um, during the spring season, it kind of hindered us a bit with with the shutdowns and you know starting back up. Yeah. But yeah. we we used our time wisely, and the the previous season, um, we put up a great season, a couple plays short of winning the championship. But um, oh, we wow. have all the yeah, we have all the right things in place, and just just ready to get better coming to spring. Hey,
0: that's it. That's it. Um, and. So let's get started on talking about your career, where it started. You know, college football basically is, well, I mean, it starts down in Peewee football, but right. people want to hear about the college football first. So you played college for Virginia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. What was it like playing for Virginia Tech as a, you know, for college football?
1: Man, um, being lightly recruited out of high school, uh, Kevin Sherman, he was my wide receiver coach at <laughs> Virginia Tech. He recruited this area. So came down, met with my family. It felt perfect. But I had a. think, a friend, Eddie Whitley, he's actually coaching. Um, he's coaching right now as well. But we played Little League ball together, yep. high school ball together, college wow. ball together. Wow. Um, so it, awesome. it seemed like a perfect – yeah, awesome. But it seemed like a perfect fit. I remember going up there, they were playing Florida State.
0: Mm-hmm. All right,
1: and during this game – Florida a big St- game. Yeah, it, it was definitely – I mean, that was my first big-time Power 5 game. And um, Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor, he, he ripped the run um, on a scramble on a third and long atmosphere was crazy um enter the sand man the, the stands was hype mm-hmm. from that moment on i knew that was the place i wanted to be i mean it was two hours from home my parents can commute not too far so that's how i ended up there virginia tech it was the best decision i ever made
0: wow that's awesome and then um i may be wrong um because i mean i've tried to do as much research as i could but you went into the nfl to the jaguars undrafted or were you drafted i, I think i may have crossed the line like as in with the googles there was, some said you were drafted some said you weren't so i wanted to clear it up with you were you drafted or were you undrafted to the jaguars
1: so yeah so i was undrafted my biggest okay. question mark coming out of college was speed um i remember okay. going down to the to the combine around a 475 on a laser pro oh. day was four five four six um mm-hmm. But you knew at that point you, you really had to step in and prove your worth. And then you, you learn different things from different places. And when I had my opportunity with Green Bay, it was, you know, don't hold anything back and just, oh, absolutely. just go to work.
0: You really shone through at, at Green Bay. Um, and speaking of obviously being a at myself, I'll ask a few questions uh-huh. about your time at Green Bay first. Um, so what was it like going from obviously undrafted at the Jaguars to a more or less powerhouse team that has been for over 100 years as such as the Packers?
1: Man, I remember um, during that same combine training where we were in Indianapolis, it's this round table where you go in there, you, you meet with all these different coaches. And um, I met with one at the round table and I'm thinking in my head, man, they have Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings. Make like
0: bumps right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where,
1: where do I even fit in in this rotation? Or if there was even a rotation for him, especially being undrafted. But mm. fast forward a couple months later, I mean, God does everything. He has his purpose for everything. Um, I went there on a tryout basis, and um, first thing when you get in the building, you just realize you have to put. You see these guys all the time; they're superstars. Yep. But at that point, like you become one of them, and um, you have to put Aaron, the
0: starstruck bit aside, sort of thing.
1: Exactly, and Aaron Rodgers he does a good job, but like I feel like he brings a couple wide receivers, especially the young guys, and he just try to let the young guys know, like, hey, you belong. So you build that confidence. You're practicing every day. You gain the, the trust of the staff, man, and. um, yeah every ball just become ball at that point
0: No, that's wicked it's it's basically like second nature because you've done it since little league so it's, it's no different just at a bigger stadium for lack of a better bigger term. stadium
1: more cameras more <laughs> media that's yes, it that's it now that's the same fair guys you played with in college
0: yeah and speaking of aaron Rodgers. um how was he other than that first sort of few weeks, you know, in, in camp and all that, how was he for you? Cause you were a receiver. Uh, what was it like mm-hmm. playing alongside him, training with him, all that sort of stuff. And what's he like as a, you know, as a, as a player in his football IQ?
1: Um, well, obviously the football IQ was there. I mean, one of the <laughs> best, if not the best that I've ever seen play, but you know, he, he's a perfectionist and it, he definitely raises the level of everyone around him. And when you're a wide receiver, you want to make sure you're on the same page with him at all times. Like mm-hmm. you never want to have any laps in concentration. And um, I think I've seen Devontae Adams say this recently in an interview was on. Um, there's two playbooks. Yes. There's one yeah. is there's one that Green Bay give you. And then there's and, um, the one in his playback his, uh-huh. in, his, uh-huh. in his head. Yep. And he said the same thing to me, my, my rookie year, because, you know, you get up there and you get on a favorable look, different matchups. He can quickly, you know, check to something that can get you, ball quicker in a better situation so you just have to have to make sure you're ready for those things but just being around that guy man just teaches you how to be a pro and handle yourself the right way
0: pardon me sorry i had to burp um yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, nice honestly that's wicked um so as you said not only does he raise the skill level and intensity but he all by the sounds he makes you guys as in receivers and everyone in general want to lift not just feel like you have to lift which is an amazing quality but this isn't about Aaron this is about you and and your career so you went after the Packers you went to the uh, Carolina Panthers and what was it like going from obviously Green Bay Lambeau all that over to Carolina
1: um it was, it was definitely a little bit of change. It was an opportunity for me to get back home. I hadn't been back home in years. Oh, I mean, wow. we're off to college in Green Bay. Um, opportunity presents itself. But again, it's up to you to seize that opportunity and rise up to that moment. Um, learning lessons. I, w- I was unfortunately um, cut after camp. But hey, when you play this game long enough, that thing is inevitable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's business <laughs> at the end of the day, um, which, is, which is fair enough. And then you went over, mm-hmm. I may be wrong, to the Buffalo Bills. For, was, yes. Were you were you in camp there and you did get a start or was it just the the camp at that point as well?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I transitioned over there after the first of the year. Um, mm-hmm. What what brought me there was just like just. They're a rising team, and again, that connection with Tyrod Taylor—that was my quarterback in college. That was one of the reasons why I committed to Virginia Tech. Yep. And I'm um, just having that rapport with him. I thought it would really bode well. But um, I mean, star studied wide receiver core there as well. They had Sammy Watkins, um, Robert Woods, Greg Salas. Yeah, had a lot of guys at a time, and um, some great backs, Lashawn yep. McCoy with Greg Roman's um offense. So, man, um, I left there at that point, and that, that was pretty much the end of my deal into the Canadian League.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say you then went and played for the <laughs> Calgary Stampeders from 2016 to 2017, and what was first of all the the difference between the NFL and the CFL, and if you noticed any significant mm-hmm. gameplay differences, sort of thing.
1: So it, football is football at the end yeah. of the day, but then you have to you have the field difference, you have the the lineman difference, the the running head start as a receiver in the slots, um, just different small things that you got to account for that can. Mm-hmm you know change different type of route running but what's interesting about that place um i met two of my my closest friends over there i met mark and michelle that was a wide receiver with me sony michelle's little brother <laughs> and reggie Bagleton. i don't know oh, if right. you guys remember reggie Bagleton, yep. but yep. um we still keep in touch to this day but we both tried off for calgary together we were roommates and man i i was pumped for him when he had that opportunity for green bay and i'm glad um he made the most of it and he's doing yeah. well he's back up there in calgary now
0: oh wow that's awesome that's honestly really mm. awesome to hear. Um and during your time as a wide receiver slash receiver, what was your favorite route to run?
1: Man, um <laughs> growing up, one of my my favorite players um were Dez Bryant because of the physicality and mm-hmm. Michael Crabtree because of the finesse and smoothness of oh, his routes. Yeah. But I think a lot of wide receivers, they they want to catch the deep ball. So, yeah. you know, been able to freeze it yeah, been able to freeze a guy at the um, line of scrimmage and beat him deep over the top. So, go balls, fade balls, especially in the red zone.
0: Yeah, nice. Honestly, that's that's awesome. We're getting goosebumps just and that because, <laughs> I mean, I've never had the chops to try and play full contact gridiron, but I've just started getting into flag football to the point where mm-hmm. literally when we're done chatting here, I'm, I'm going to flag football in about three hours. So, um, hopefully, I, I can get the win. Um, but, no, that, that's, that's amazing. Uh, my favorite route, as in I'm – shocking at receiving I'm I've currently t- uh, taken up QB role because uh, mm-hmm. I mean I'm not a great defender not a great uh, passer but I can read the route where a player is going to go and I can hit the target so so exactly. far so far I've been practicing slants as in practicing with my receivers I've been practicing slants yeah. um and five and ins at the moment because I only started a few weeks ago so and I'm hitting them already so I thought okay let's try um a five and in and let's try you know somewhat something like that sort of thing and um uh, what's it uh, going to goal? I can't remember what the uh, route was called. I'll, I'll message you on Instagram because I can't remember the name of it, but <laughs> but I, I can see the route, um, but it's not about me again. It's about yourself. So we've got a question from Manjot. Uh, he couldn't make it to the chat today. So anyone who, who knows Manjot, he's, he's unfortunately, but we won't hold it against him a 49ers fan,
1: <laughs> but,
0: mm. but he asks, um, was there any noticeable differences when you went from the Packers to the Panthers?
1: Um, one thing I noticed we we were big in flexibility in Green Bay, like mm-hmm. we did a lot of days where we took care of our body as far as um what do we we call it region, mm-hmm. you know, massages, therapy, just a real overall make sure we're ready for game day. yeah Carolina, boom, we're pounding the weights, I mean, wow. squatting loading the racks and then of course you're going down there to the heat i'm back in the south so yeah, that's yeah. that's two different things you got to account for so hydration is a little different but up there we we're, we we're, did a great job of taking care of our bodies and then down here we were pounding the weights but yeah. if, if you're just talking about comparing um scheme and ball and ball everything's pretty much the same
0: yeah, that's fair. And we've got a question from one of our listeners slash viewers fans, Isaac D'Alvia. I hope I said your name right, mate. He says, did you feel any pressure when you got your first start and running onto the NFL field? So for the Packers per se, the first time.
1: Man, that's that's an interesting question, because um, I think I kind of got away from that pressure field mm-hmm. back in college, mm-hmm. you know, after a while, you start wanting to prove yourself. So once you get once you get put into that moment, you're like, "Hey, this is everything I you're work for. This my is, spot. yeah, yeah. It's like there's no point of holding back right here. Let loose and just play. So you just got to calm your nerves pre-game. Yep. But once you actually get on that field, man, you don't notice the fans. You're in you're yep. in the stadium with all. You don't notice. You're it, in that tunnel vision. You, you don't really. You're in that tunnel vision. Yeah. Yep. No, that, it. <laughs> like that's you're not just ready to execute, man. Yep. Do whatever you've been um, planning for your whole life. I mean, this is your moment.
0: That's exactly it. And just going to some fun questions for a bit. Who was the funniest teammate at any of the clubs that you remember just stand out like prankster, jokester sort of person?
1: So Josh Sitton, uh, he was a lineman up there at Green Bay. He was actually one of the funniest guys, man. Just listening to him in meetings from time to time. And th- that's one thing that you notice, just being around this game, the linemen are usually the funniest ones, man. It's <laughs> just something about their jokes. But yeah. you, you definitely had a great time um, listening to things he had to say.
0: Now, that's awesome. Um, which coach in your life if from Pee Wee, Little League, all the mm-hmm. way up to NFL and CFL had the most profound impact on your life and your career after and before football?
1: Man, I hate to leave certain guys out because I've had phenomenal coaches. Um, mm-hmm. I had relatives who who were coaches. Um, wow. But the one who um, I hang my hat on right now was Edgar Bennett. Uh, he was a wide receiver coach up there in Green Bay at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's with Oakland right now. Mm-hmm. But He just taught you how to be a pro. The way he broke the game down, he slowed it down for you, simplified it so you can go out there and play fast and make sure you were executing. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you couldn't be out there on the field if you didn't have Aaron Rodgers trust. So the way he prepared you for practices, which ultimately prepare you for the games, that's what I try to do to instill in my players in my group now, just give them what was given to me.
0: No, that's wicked. Um, And there's a saying amongst professional sports, mainly especially full contact type professional sports, where the game slows down for you. Have you ever experienced that while playing in the NFL or the CFL or even college?
1: It definitely slows down. Um, When you're first starting out, I mean, you're you're new to different things. You're new to different routes, techniques, scheme, this, that, and the other. But once you you rep it enough, and then now it's like chess pieces. You're starting to see different coverages, different tips in the defense. Like you're the, you're the quarterback, you're the brains at offense. So now you under, you're understanding what's going to, what's going to happen and what's coming open. So you can throw the ball in a precise location, but once you see it enough, um, it it definitely. It's like you've got all the time in the world, even though it's like split seconds, but
0: (laughs) it's all the time in the world.
1: Correct. I mean, I think there, there isn't a defense that Aaron Rodgers hasn't seen. That's why he's so effective (laughs) in shredding apart defense.
0: That's true. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers and the current Packers team, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the playoffs coming up this week. Obviously, they're mm-hmm. not in wildcard because they got the number one seed. How do you think the Packers will go in general in this playoff season?
1: Man, um, I think they have I think this is the year, to be honest with you. If you just watch the way they're playing and then the guys sort of coming back from the injured list.
0: Oh, did you see that injury it, return list? <laughs> it's like <yeah>. like it, <laughs> we were we were winning. Sorry, when I say we, I mean the Packers, they were winning like with the second, that they, they they were winning with the second and third string, and now they've yeah. got all these players back. It's like, good luck to anyone. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, but I honestly think this is it, man. This yeah. is the year for him to do it, and I'm I'm rooting for him every step of the way.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of rooting for a team, what team did you follow in the NFL or college football growing up?
1: Uh, growing up, um, originally been from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I was a Titans fan. Yeah, you know, okay. this is back when they had Steve McNair. And then slowly transitioned to St. Louis Rams. Okay. I mean, you had Torrey Holt, Marshall Falk, Kurt Warner, Ricky Pro. Ricky Pro, who ended up being uh, one of my coaches in Carolina, which is oh, so wow. real. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been, and, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You just realized how much talent was on some of these teams. But the older I got, I kind of got away from rooting for organization. And then that was just pulling for somebody who I know I'm rooting for yeah. a guy and yeah. where you go I'm I'm, you know hoping you have much success
0: yeah no. Nah, but I, I still have my
1: favorites when certain teams play though
0: yeah I, okay well then who did you not like going up against when you played in the NFL whether it was because of like a rivalry such as the Vikings and Packers or whether mm-hmm. it was because you knew it was going to be an intense game from start to finish
1: well over my career in Green Bay um, the toughest ones who we knew like kind of stood in our way was the 49ers yeah. over my first two years i mean they always got us in the playoffs and then the seahawks i mean you're going out there to that stadium it's very noisy they had that 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 defense they're very good up front with a great secondary and i mean they proved i mean they won a couple of super bowl rings but those were the two that, that kind of stopped us in the nfc
0: yeah that's fair and i mean unfortunately they did but you know i think as you said this is this is the packers year i think if any year we're going to get the closest to it, this is absolutely, like, within the next five years, this is the year, and I'm, yes. so, I'm so excited for it. Uh, what was your Netflix or Hulu or whatever website that you used to watch TV shows and movies binge during the COVID lockdowns and isolations over the last few years?
1: Um, so I'm not really a big TV guy, man. Only time I'm home is if I'm, like, recharging because yep. um, I'm, I'm more outdoorsy. Yep. But when that did happen, I, I started watching the godfather of harlem man. it had stuff mm-hmm. to do with the mafia the the five families up there in new york yep i don't know why i got interested in that but it's it's It's, interesting, just, it's isn't pretty it? cra- yeah, it's crazy yeah it's crazy what was going on like, i've got onto
0: days. michael francis's youtube channel in the lockdown yeah. last year and he was one he was part of one of those five families yeah so i'm like mate the, the the rabbit hole i went
1: through <laughs> isn't he doing like um YouTube channels yeah. with, what's his name? Sammy the Bull and stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's doing that with him and a guy called Larry Lawton as well.
1: Man, man, yeah. it's very real what they were doing. Oh. So it, it was it, cool. it's,
0: as As they say in America, it's no cap, straight up. Yeah. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was awful. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> So we just mentioned uh, NFL teams and players and all that, but which players in particular did you always root for, even if you were low-key playing against them in a game? You know, like, what, it was players that you obviously went to play to college with or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, yeah. Um, well, yeah, during that same time, I had crossovers with. I always rooted for Tyron. I wanted him success. He was at Baltimore at the time. He won a um, championship within, with them. Sorry about that. No, Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor was um, the safety over there in Seattle. So, <laughs> and just matching up with him from time to time, that was pretty cool. But as far as friends within the team, it was, it was definitely younger guys. It was the... Yeah. Brandon bostic um Miles White, if you remember him, Devontae and Randall Cobb, And I I'm a defensive-minded guy. So yeah. now I started hanging out with the Casey Haywards and you know some of the DBs.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, and looking back on your you know, NFL, CFL career, college football, all of that, what is your proudest, you know, achievement or accomplishment?
1: It's as cliche as it might say, it's just like um battling adversity. I mean, because at any moment, if you're not a draft pick or you're, like, not one of the highest guys on the on the pole, totem pole, um, something is going to happen that's going to kind of make you lose track of the, of the goal. But once you learn how to handle that and persevere and continue on through certain things, it only helps you in life, you know. Yeah. And now I'm just taking that same mindset that I once had that built me and just Finance redistributing definitive. it. the youth yep, the guys up under me man so at the end of the day that's a life worth living man just giving back and i don't ask for too much or do for too much man i'm simple
0: that's exactly it um and i guess last question to wrap it up any advice or what advice would you give for high school football kids or college footballers
1: man continue pursuing that dream um you may hear a million no's but just believe in yourself i mean that one opportunity will come and when that done when it does come just seize it Just because you don't see the road right now, um, things will happen for you in your future. You just got to trust the process and keep working.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'll stop the recording there.